Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. So today, guess what? You get to hear from me this morning. It's a... Been an interesting morning, but God is good. Amen. The Word of God tells us to be ready in season and out of season. Amen. Amen. And this morning we heard Pastor T in the first service, and she tore it up. Come on, with God's love. And so today, you know, this word has been on my heart probably the last couple months, and I've just been um, marinating it, just letting the word seep in me. And it's funny, I even wrote some things about it, but I never really finished it. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, we're going to do it today. I got a call, you got to preach. Okay, I'm doing it. Amen. So will you stand with me real quick as I read the word? And we're going to be in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 8, uh, verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, mountainside, Large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out with his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately he was clean. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I just bring this word and I ask that your Holy Spirit will lead and direct this morning. Let your word be true in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today I want to release this word. Um, three keys of authority to release power in your life. I'm going to speak about three keys that I pulled out of this word that spoke power in my life. And Jesus, remember when Jesus walked in this earth, in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was a man. He wasn't yet God. He was still walking in this world as a man. He was modeling a life that we need to learn to live. And so when, when he showed me this with the compassion of the leprosy, is man, he wasn't afraid of anything. Why? What are some of the reasons that Jesus had so much compassion for mankind? And what does compassion even look like today? I loved what PT said in the first service because she said there's, we've lost that heart. We've lost that love. We've lost that compassion to touch those that are down and out. Those that, that are on the streets. Those that are even hurting. We take care of us and, and that's enough. But how many of us realize that Maybe we're not sure what compassion even looks like anymore. Jesus walked up to the man. Remember, leprosy was an unclean thing. People ran from it. They weren't even allowed to come out until night. But this man had the faith because he had heard about Jesus. And he ran to him. And he asked the Lord this word, and this word has always stuck in me. Are you willing? And what was Jesus' reply? I am willing. 
He didn't say, I don't have time right now. I got to go do this. I got to take care of that. And he was man. He wasn't God yet. Jesus faced some of the worst diseases. That was considered one of the worst disease, leprosy. And so the Lord spoke this to me. Are you willing? Three keys to authority. Compassion is number one. Where's our compassion for the lost? Where's our compassion for our family? Where's our compassion for our city? Is it only just enough for our family? Jesus was willing to exhibit what it looks like, what we should be doing. So I just love that he stepped out. And when, he heard, when I heard those words out of his word, something penetrated in me. I am willing. If he's willing, are we willing? If you're Christ, if Christ lives in you, are you willing to go after those that are in need of a savior today? The second part of this scripture goes a little bit further down. And it says, Jesus heals Mary. In verse 14, when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law laying in a bed with fever. Okay? He touched her hand, and the fever left her. She got up and began to wait on him. Imagine that. He came to her house. She was sick. And most of us say, oh, well, he was Jesus. You know, yeah, Jesus raised her right away. He's still man. He wasn't God yet. He was demonstrating and modeling for us his will. Are we willing to lay hands on the sick? Are we willing to lift those up that are down and out? Are we willing to even take the word to our family? He went to his, the family. This is a family situation. And I'm not talking about the family of God where everybody's got it together. I'm talking about your family where we're all messed up. We need to be examples of Jesus going to our family. You can't be the old you. You need to be the new you in Christ Jesus. It's only there that the power of God comes in you and allows you to speak to them. It's only the transformation of Jesus in your life that will give you victory over your family. You can't live the old ways and expect good results. The way you speak to someone, the way you talk to them. You know, those people, if you were listening Wednesday nights... (laughs) I think Jesus made a really good example of here, here how we need to really um, go back to our families. Most of our families are not saved. I wonder why. If you're the only Jesus, they'll see. Remember, our families, the one thing the enemy does, he reminds the family of how you were. 
until your transformation comes, then he can begin to say, look how he is now. They don't see the old Cisco. They see the new Cisco. But get this, if we're walking in our old ways with the title, we ain't getting anything. We're not making any leeway in our family. How we behave, how we talk, how we speak, what words come out of our mouth. Family. How do you love your family? It begins their family. And God has given me some great examples when I was studying this word. I'll be honest, I had issues with a, 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 son, a stepson. How many of us have stepchildren? Right? Those, those things come out. Right? Come on, let's be real. They're not recording right now, so I'm good. I'll be honest. Right? It gets ugly at times. But there had been, and people, some people know in this room, there had been a division in my family for this. And as I start reading this word, and I start meditating on it, and I start getting it in my spirit, all of a sudden, guess what? He showed up at my house. And he said, hi. He hugged me. He talked to me. And I was able to love back. There is something that dynamically happens. Listen to me. This is spiritual. When you let down your pride, you let down your ego, and you begin to give love of Christ to those that are not serving him. And it starts in your family. How many of you can think of family members right now? We'd have this place packed out, guaranteed. We'd have to run four services. You're the light. Be the light. You want authority in your life? You want the power of God to come into your life? Be the light. Don't be the old Joe. Step out and receive God. If you're professing to be Christ-like, you better walk walk the walk. Because if you go home and you show something else, the enemy's going to mess with that. Be who you're called to be. And watch God. Get this. Watch God raise them from the bed. Watch God break the fevers that the enemy has tried to bring division in your household for years. All of a sudden, there's going to be authority that comes through you. They're going to start calling you for prayer. They're going to start calling you to get hope. They're going to start leaning on you to show them how did your life change. I just recently, too, this, that's why I'm saying I'm speaking the word that God gave me. This, even this last week, I have a family in Nebraska, and my cousin's in the, the Air Force, Nelson Air Force Base, but he's in the hospital with COVID, and he's not making it. He's got a family, little kids. Now, that family of mine, they're from my mom's side, but they're all real strict Catholics, and what was crazy is through this, as, as I'm studying this word, I get a call from my aunt. 
And she says, Kathy, they call me Kathy. Um, they said, Kathy, we need you to pray. I said, okay, Thea. So the first day, I prayed with her and my cousin. She calls me back the second day. She goes, I felt something. Can you pray again? I said, sure. She goes, I have this cousin and this cousin now here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I prayed again. Every day they've been calling. I've had eight to ten people on that line. And they are telling me they feel something when I pray. Hey, that is not me. That is the kingdom of heaven. When you begin to love your family, when you begin to see them as Christ sees them and not as the problem, then he begins to open up heaven over your family. Come on, some of us have his hands tied. Some of us have his hands tied because of our ego, because of our pride. Oh, I'm, I'm saved. They aren't. What's that? Jesus walked to the streets. Jesus went into the homes. Jesus loved the unloved. And we want power. We want the power of God in our life, and we can't even love our brothers, our true brothers and sisters. I'm tired of a powerless church. I'm going to be honest. I'm tired. I, do, I told Pastor Dad, I said, uh-uh, this needs to stop. We need to get into Christ. We got to start being the example. Revival's going to start by you showing who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Not the old man. The old man's gone. He's done. Amen? The next, the next key I have is what's it going to cost you? Look at, um, look at verse uh, 23 in the same chapter. And another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. It's going to cost you to serve Christ. It's going to cost you to make a change and be the transformation in your household. Yeah. It's not gonna, you're, you're not going to fit into this puzzle. You're going to be awkward. Let me just be real. You're going to be the oddball. Jesus walked alone. He wasn't welcomed by everyone. I'm trying to be nice, you guys. So, Right? I'm not mean. I'm just feeling this authority coming over me. But I'm telling you, it cost. It costs putting the, turning the TV off. It costs not going to a football game. It costs spending time in your word and on your knees every day by yourself. It costs when you don't want to do something and the Lord's telling you to go bless somebody and you're like, no. It costs when you have to come and clean the church. It costs when we have to clean outside. But we're servants. We're servants of God. There are no, I don't believe there's titles in heaven. I believe we're all children of God. And we're coming to serve the most holiest king ever. So, you know, it's going to cost you. I know it costs me. It costs me walking into believing that I can pray and people could get healed when my brother died of pancreatic cancer. 
It cost me when my mother passed away last year. It cost. It cost in your emotions. It cost in your heart. It cost to serve God. But when you have the moment with your God, what PT was talking about, when you know his love is so much greater than the natural love we know on this earth, you'd be willing to lay it down. The natural love has nothing on God's love. And I just know that when you walk into ministry or you walk in and say, I'm going to be a servant, I'm going to be a disciple of God, get ready. Get armed and get your prayer life on. Because this is where it comes into play. This is where it comes into test. It's sitting on your knees. It's sometimes laying on the floor crying all night. It costs when your heart's broken, when you've been through betrayal. But you continue to grab your word and say, no, Lord, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. For me to die is gain. Come on. So we have to know that it's going to cost. Amen? And I believe that when we get these three items... These three keys in our authority, right, our compassion, come on, our compassion is key, our family, and what it's going to cost us, then look what Jesus did right after this. In chapter, in the same chapter, verse 28, Jesus restores two demon-possessed men. It says, when he arrived at the other side of the, what? Region. Listen, when you, when you get compassion for the poor, when you're willing to go in, it all sticks for your family. When you're willing to go say, Lord, I know it's going to cost me. Regions are going to open up. Yes. Principalities know they're numbered. Why do you think it's so hard for Christians to stay walking in their true faith? The enemy has lied and deceived us for so long. He keeps us in our little struggles. He keeps us in our little family problems. And we think, oh, because we're right. How about we're wrong? How about we need to take another look at our heart and begin to see, I need compassion again, God. I need even love for my family again. How many can say that? I really feel that, you know, throughout these years I've been praying and saying, God, you know, I want to see your miracle signs and wonders. I believe. I believe the dead rise. I don't trip. I used to tell the prayer team, we're going to go to a mortuary and try. They used to freak out. No, that's Cisco. I go, well, where are you going to know what you got? Nobody dead right here. Well, there are, but A, spiritually speaking. <laughs> but I'm serious. That's what I used to do. That's the kind of leader I am. I like to, hey, you want to put your money where your mouth is and you're Jesus? Come on. I'll never forget, Petey, we were at a funeral. And I said, 
PD, let's pray for him. He goes, uh, you pray for him. I'm leaving. <laughs> He's so crazy. You know our pastor. He loves to do that. And I said, okay, wow. I was by myself, too. And I just, in Jesus' name, come on, get up. Tried that a few times. It didn't work. But I want to be the risk taker for Christ. I want to be the one that steps out. I don't want to be afraid. Do you know when my brother died of pancreatic cancer, I felt like something left with me, that he left something with me. And I remember going, but God, you didn't heal him. God, why didn't you heal him? He was a pastor. My brother had went through Bible college. He was a pastor. He had a family. And I was like, God, this is, you know, you know how you feel? It's a, it, it hurts. Hurts right in your gut, right? And I just remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me and says, go after it. I said, huh? He goes, pray for every person that gets pancreatic cancer. I said, oh, Jesus, that's hard. You have the faith. What doesn't defeat you, you can bring light to it. And I remember, I'm going to be honest, you guys, the first time somebody called me and they said they have pancreatic cancer, I was like, oh, Jesus, why this? And I just remember, okay, I'm just going to stand on your word. I'm just going to stand on what you, the miracles you did. But I didn't understand the authority. And I'm telling you, church, we have to transform. We have to become the army of God on this earth. We have to become weaponized. We have the greatest power living in us. And yet we're minimizing and using the leastest of him. You were created on purpose with it. God designed you in heaven before he released you on earth. You have it in you. The greatest weapon is in you. And what are we doing with them? I feel like we're walking powerless. I don't want to see another person die. I want to see sickness die. Come on. I want to see disease disappear. I want to see tumors disappear. I want to see people get out of their wheelchairs. I want to see hospitals set free. That's who we serve. We serve a God who was compassionate and loving and kind and merciful. But yet, we're unwilling to give. We're unwilling to be merciful. You know, I, I, one thing I could say about my life that God really taught me, which was a hard lesson, was always give people the same mercy God gave you. Amen. We are all men and women walking in this life. Don't ever judge your brother or sister based on where they're at. But remember where you were at one time. And when you see that, then compassion grows. Talk about seeds. I think we need to really, really look deep within. Because, you know, I know the pastors have been preaching on IMCWC. And man, when they've been preaching, I've been like writing stuff down. But I believe that we've lost something. 
And I declare that. I feel like we've lost something. But get this, it's ourself we need to lose. When we let go of our selfish ambitions, God will fill us. Say it again. God will fill us to the rim, you guys. And so tonight, today I just want to go ahead and ask the worship team to come back. I really felt like I was telling Pastor Troy, you know, it cost us, but I was asking Pastor Troy if we could do some praying this after service, because I really feel, and he was, man, he was, you were feeling it when he was up here, right, worshiping, yeah. you could feel heaven beginning to just open, that's the presence of God, people, when you feel the presence of God, you need to be jumping in, I don't care, you need to be up at these altars, you need to be throwing yourself on the floor, let the power of God come into your life and transform you, but as he was singing, and he was worshiping, and they were just going for it, I just felt like it's time, church, it's time to ask for the compassion. If you don't have it, it's okay. Let's ask God to give it to us. Yeah, Amen? If you don't have your, your, your heart for your family, that's okay. Let's pray for God to give you a new heart for your family, for your loved ones, for that parent that abandoned you, for that mom, that dad who walked away from you. It's time to forgive. And it's time to love like Jesus did. I'm going to go ahead and open up the altars. I just feel, if you can stand with me. I just want to ask you, if you need prayer, you want to see the fire of God come in your life, you want to deal with these, I call them demons, sorry, these demons that have kept you back for so long, we want to deal with them this morning. Because we want the compassion of Jesus. How many want it? Come on. Amen, amen, amen. So Father, right now, I just ask for a release of your Holy Spirit and power and might. I pray right now that you just begin to move in the hearts of every individual in this house. Whether they ha don't have compassion or they do, God, I ask for new compassion. Yes. New hearts, God. Yes. Hearts for their family, God. Lord, that they would learn, God, that part of the cost is, is to let go of our ego and our pride. And to put you above all. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and open up the altars right now. The worship team's gonna sing and please it I'm just gonna ask for you to take five or ten minutes and come up and just pray. Just pray. Ask the Lord to renew your heart, renew your mind, to give you a heart like his. Thank you, Father. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.